Welcome to today's episode of Church Show 10. It's through my peak performance protocol, your workouts, how do you all know the session not to get injured? Now, first of all, we're going to be doing more work here. We're looking to focus on building muscle. We're looking to focus on banding body clap. Now, to do this, we need our body to in a certain state. So, I'm going to talk through probably three different approaches depending on what time of day you train. So, firstly, I'll talk about what time of day I train. Now, I tend to train after one meal around 9 a.m. Um, so, for me, my peak performance pre weather article is I wake up, I hydrate myself with electrolytes. I drink some fluids, I go for a quick 25 minute walk to just get some movement around, and then I'll eat my first meal. Now, when it comes to eating your first meal, you want to eat, I to repeat, what's training. Generally, you want to be eating kind of 60 to 120 minutes. So we want to let the food in our stomach digest. Let me explain why. Remember the analogy in your kid, you might be like, don't go swimming after you eat lunch because you'll get cramps. There is some truth about you know, you're not eating after lunch, not to. Um, and that's because the, when your stomach starts to digest food, it's putting blood into your stomach. When we're lifting weights and we jack with the woolly fat, we want the blood in the muscle, the blood not in the stomach. So we do always make sure your, your food is around uh, 60 to 120 minutes before training. That's the third one. Second one, blood. Hide the food you want to eat in pre-workout. So generally, I'd recommend, depending on what your goal is and your body fat levels, you want to make sure of protein carbs predominantly and having both fats. Let me explain why. So proteins, depending on protein and size, between 22 grams protein. I do 50 grams of protein and I'm weight under 80 kilos, so I'll see the body weight that needs to the mass. Um, in regards to carbohydrates, you want carbohydrate and a protein that is very easily digestible. So for example, I will always use something like a high-volume whey isolate. Currently, I'm using Valentine's ISO 100, and, and I will have that mixed with uh, cream of rice, which is basically almost like a rice powder. And, and I'll mix that into like a chance of it's fucking pain. Uh, into that, I'll also add two grams of simulated peak salt and also 10 grams of coconut oil. And that'd be fine. Why? Salt is to help a ton of electrolysis and salt and uh, they aid peak calls in the gym because most people actually don't have enough salt in their diet if they're eating healthy foods. Secondly, the fats from the coconut oil we're adding in, that is actually the slow digestion of that meat. Because what I'd rather want is to have. Just take a couple of whey protein cream of rice. That just it's digested really quickly, spikes high blood sugar. And then halfway through the session, my blood sugar tanks. So we add a small amount of fats to the meal to then slow the digestion. So we have a stable release of blood sugar. Next up with that, what I would recommend you talk about and um, during each system pre workout and teacher workout is I like stimulants, I'm not bullshit this. So I like into pre workouts, I like caffeine. I like some of them combination, like party of uh, a part form and a pre workout stimulant form together. In terms of how much caffeine you need, you'd actually be really surprised how high those are statistically proven for um, peak performance. So I might want to wait, it's like five, six milligrams of caffeine, which is insane, which is lots. Bearing in mind, most pre workouts are used in the middle. So what I would suggest you do is you focus on having a probably pre-workout 300 milligrams. That's when you got most. I would suggest the attempt of when to take that. So statistically and scientifically, pre-workouts will peak around a caffeine peak in the blood after about 60 minutes. So a huge mistake is so many people link and send to the gym. They met their pre-workout and then they start throwing tuition. What actually happens is their pre-workout cheeks them along the way out. So what you want to focus on doing is actually having a pre-workout normally about 30 minutes, 30, 60 minutes before training, then it'll kick in at the right time. So I also stack mine with normally like a part formula, so something that's just going to aid in terms of blood flow, and that's going to help in terms of getting uh, out of the gym, getting more blood muscles, and all that stuff. Now, that's how I would set that up. If you were training at different times of days, so two different ones here, you're training fast at first thing in the morning, obviously you're not going to eat as fast thing. I'd wake up, 
probably drink half an of fluids, uh, low electrolytes. And then before the gym, again, I'd have a pre-workout drink, um, some caffeine to get to you, you got the backside. And then going into the training session, it's really important you probably have an intra workout drink for anyone who got carbohydrates, amino acids, um, glutamine, creatine, like So um, the carbohydrates from what you do, I use of my ticket venture, it's going to be the equivalent of having a meal while you're training. So your blood sugar will start to rise, you should be able to perform the highest rate performance. So for most people, I recommend around 25 grams, uh, that's probably optimal. And you want to use something sick addiction because it's a low molecular weight carbohydrate, which means it won't pull blood. Oh, right. Secondly, we want to use essential amino acids. So essential amino acids are amino acids our body club, like um, our great cell. So branched amino acids are very cheap, easy, readily available, but you create this essential amino acid we need from our diet. So I recommend you have 20 grams of essential amino acids, which is basically like a pre-digested broken full, broken down full protein. This will aid in terms of recovery or reducing muscle problems. Third thing I'd recommend you do after that is a medic glutamine. So I'd add 20 grams of glutamine, which is going to aid in terms of gut health, recovery, and improving your system. Lastly, we want to use 5 grams of creatine, and that is um, because it increases ATP, which is atrial triamine phosphate, which traumatizes that, and which is basically things like stored energy in muscle cells. This increases exposure to power, muscular endurance, and is part of what is it? That whole studies have shown it comes to bone and it can see calories a day when you say creatine. So while you know, big ticket posts are super cheap, super safe. So that's why I'm usually into workout drink. I go straight into that field fast in the morning uh, and then go to the bed workout one afterwards. If you're training up time today, I would still need to enjoy workout training, but it's probably more important to train faster. Now, if we flip this on its head, same training in the, in, in the evening, like I used to when I was in the stage, you see days. Five years ago, uh, I initially stayed in World Thames in Surrey, so shout out to that area. Physique Warehouse Gym is a normal place. And so if I take it back to that sort of scenario, training 6 or 7 in the evening, I actually still on my face taking pre-workouts there. The problem was that I would then not be able to sleep very well. So that would have a really negative impact on recovery. So an ideal scenario in what I would suggest you do if you're training late and late, if possible, is try not to use a stimulant based pre-workout. You want to use a uh, pop formula like a Savona that doesn't have stimulants. In terms of products I recommend, um, the probably the best ones I've used, uh, Redcon 1 out of which is it's not total award, it is. Well, uh, Redcon 1's other pre-workouts, pop formula is very good. Not total award because that's super strong caffeine. And that's all I predominantly use. And I've been using another little applied nutrition kit. Generally, they're all pretty much the same. Um, it just tends to be a lot of ingredients that increase blood flow. Now, those are three good times to set up in terms of pre-workouts and optimal protocol. Now, yeah, for training in the evening, depending on how you feel, you might not make that meal smaller depending on how much food you need to have there. Because I also want to train late in the day, I should still provide a thought and you feel like having a bit of meal pre-workout. So this is a really important thing for you to think about is how to do it. So be aware of how meals sit with you, do you feel bloated? Because when you to achieve performance in training, you need this. You need to feel a better peaks. You don't want to go into the gym being super bloated. So for example, I'm in a massive phase at the moment and I'm struggling to eat my entire pre-workout meal. I'm just leaving probably half of it. Because if I eat all of it, I end up then bloating. I feel like it pushing up my training. So I'll probably eat half and maybe I'll half with my post-workout meal. And essentially it's all going in the same. That's what we want to focus in terms of pre-workout setups, pre-workout meal timings. And other things I wouldn't avoid would be like fizzy drinks and things like that for training is definitely going to do it. So I don't understand. I like see all the energy drinks, but they're commonly. So why would you drink cobblage? Cobbly drink and gym makes sense. So next up, how would you warm up for which you such a trainer? Now, I haven't been in recent, but if I'm in a fat space, what I would do, I would try and do five, 10 minutes of very light, like, like cardio on the front trainer, um, stair masters, just like one level 10. 
just getting my heart rate out a bit. Just joints warming, so good to go. Sleeping in a fat loss phase is a really easy way to increase your calorie output over a week. Second thing I would do is then when you try to get into the training session, I would do two things. One, the first exercise you do, you need to warm up the weights. So I would incrementally increase weight and do upper reps with the load. So for example, I will use a deadlift for example. So I'll start uh, a 20 each side of the bar. I'll do five, six reps. I'll put another 20 on each side of the bar, do five, six reps. I'll put another 20 on each side of the bar, so I'll put three 20 on each side. I'll then probably do upper reps. I'll put another 20 on the bar, probably do two reps. And then instead, I'm going to do five 20 on the side. So my working set, I would then go three into that. So you want to incrementally load your way up. Now, when it comes into the second exercise you do, I'd always recommend doing what I call a fuel set. So what you want to do with that is have it on like maybe 60% of the load you'd use for a working set and do like three, four reps to feel the movement and get that movement pack firing. Because one of the big mistakes a lot of people make is they, they blow their load in the warm-up sets. You want to try and you're just doing that to add muscle right? So the firing really is going in your outlet and supposed to feel and the sheets up correctly and then go into it. Um, huge mistakes it will make when warming up doing 25 minutes, 30 minutes cardio before training. Probably the worst thing to do to do a muscle ass in terms of training performance. Is it going to look your goal is to your secretary V? Then key thing that's going to drive any hypertrophy is performance, increasing more load, progressive overload, but more tension for the muscle. If we're fatiguing you before training by doing uh, endless amounts of cardio, that's not going to aid the situation. So in these scenarios, you need to really think about using logic. Third thing we're going to talk about not getting interested with training. One thing I want everyone to be aware of is what's called the bucket mentality. And I have two examples of this to sound like One of maybe 18, 19 years old, they'd be a bench press at the Eats Force so level, or I was 17, um, no, 18, 19. And I, I think I had 100 kilos of bar. And I remember I felt my shoulders felt a bit weird, but I'd be doing a row. And I ended up getting a part in pair of rotating cup and a cortisone steroid joke in my shoulder, which I thought, fuck it. And I ended up screwing myself up. Second time that happened to me was I had 26.7. I ended up, um, warming up too much and doing too much static stretchy so it'd be a good thing to talk about uh because my friend was late to training so i spent half an hour stretching with growing inductors and stuff like that i all this opened up into a range where i had no control i went onto a handshake girl did a cigarette handshake girl uh did a warm up like i said earlier the warm-up set before the working set i was like that's a little bit weird but fuck it i'm sure fine next set to my handshake and well the shotgun went off and this is what's really important to understand is that if something doesn't feel right in your body, this is your body. And the finishing note I want to leave you with this podcast today is one set won't make your physique, one set can break your physique. So you tell your bicep, you'll be tell your abdomen, tell your quad, tell your pet, you've got a big problem. So look after your body, respect it. Hope this episode was helpful, you know, for specific knowledge ones. Make sure you leave a five-star review on the podcast. Check out on YouTube if you want to be doing those haven't already. And if you need help with building ultimate body this year, just drop me a message on um, Instagram, see this podcast on LinkedIn. I've got a lot of time to roll out. I'm going to have a silly tips on the receipt.